Welcome to Shonen Flop Chibi, a first impressions mini-episode where we talk about the first chapter of the series we'll be covering in-depth next week on our main episode. I'm Jordan, and with me today, as usual, is my co-host David. Say hi, David! Hi! You're supposed to say hi, David. Oh, hi, David. Thought you'd pick up on that, man! Bruh, there's a script. I'm trying to follow the script. Don't reveal to the listener that we're following a script. You're right, this is an entirely ad hoc podcast. We actually don't even read the manga, we just guess what it's about. Yeah, if we guess right, then that just means we're smart. True. We were a big brain with double arts guessing about the dance thing. That is true. We actually got pretty fucking close, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, but we're not talking about double arts. We're talking about phantoms here. Where Jordan, did you know this is by the artist of Tokyo Shinobi Squad? I didn't until you mentioned that to me. That's so insane. I'm happy for him, man. Because he wasn't the problem with Tokyo Shinobi Squad. Yeah, but now I gotta be like real careful reading this where I'm like, huh, why did they keep talking about Jews so much in this series? <laughs> what do you think this is? Attack on Titan? Yeah. Oh, God. Oh! Well, Totally Not Mark said Attack on Titan is not pro-fascism, so, you know. Well, if Totally Not Mark says it, then it must be true. Even if he had to respectfully decline being on our show, which actually happened. Yeah, but it was a very nice message that he sent. I don't begrudge him at all. I really appreciate it. You know, most people, they don't even fucking respond to you. Fucking that weird-ass podcast where we were like, oh, oh, we just got all this Spotify money, so fuck off. <laughs> they were like, dear emailer, or some shit like that. It was the most, like, generic thing they said, and it didn't even have, like, a person's name attached to the signature. Oh, man, this is gonna be the segment where we just shit on every other podcast every week. <laughs> Tune in next week. We're gonna take on the McElroys. We straight up did kind of make fun of Justin for like a minute. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You're right. Instead, we should probably go after like the last podcast on the left people. Anyway, so Phantom Seer. Wow. As with Tokyo Shinobi Squad, I'm just going to go on a limb here and say that if this series winds up being a flop, it probably won't be because of the art. No, I was actually surprised how much better the art was. We have the artist from Tokyo Shinobi Squad, but who's the writer this time, David? His name is Togo Goto, and I really hope I said that right, because it's definitely a very fun name to say. He was not involved in Tokyo Shinobi Squad, so <laughs> already off to a strong footing with this series. Dude, his first name is an anagram of his last name. That's awesome. What if his first name was his last name backwards? That would be cool, but it's not. Oh, I know. <laughs> I was going to say, I just love though if you say his last name first. It sounds like I gotta go. Gotta go? <laughs> yeah, that definitely sounds like a made up name. Oh, it's absolutely like a pen name. But yeah, you're probably at this point thinking, whoa, Phantom Seer? What the hell happens in Phantom Seer? Here's the fucking plot summary. Riku Aibetsu is a high school girl who loves helping people and believes that she has the ability to sense danger. However, a creepy classmate of hers named Iori Katanagi and his hot psychic sister, who David, I believe you referred to as a big titty mommy GF? That feel when no big titty mommy GF. But anyway, his hot psychic sister, she communicates via speakerphone, and they drag Riku to a train where she saw a ghost one time. And I should also say that in this series, ghosts are just called phantoms, and surprise, that phantom is still there. They then inform her that actually she just attracts evil spirits, and honestly, when you think about it, it really is all her fault that bad things keep happening to the people she loves anyway. Then he already reveals that he's a shaman, which in this manga means that he uses a fancy key to summon a big scary demon who kind of looks like the Noid from the 80s Domino's commercials. 
I didn't even think about that until I saw that in your description. It totally does, though, right? Yeah. Avoid the Noid. And speaking of avoiding the Noid, that big Noid then kills the Phantom, and Yori tells Riku that he thinks it's cool she tries to help people even though she sucks at it, and that even though he wants nothing to do with this magic bullshit, his sister bullies him into helping her anyway. <laughs> and that's the first chapter. God, I wish she would bully me. Though your description gave me two thoughts. The first is I'm imagining now a manga series where the Noid is like a yokai. And that would just explain so much about the, you know, the Domino's continuity. Oh God, yeah. He has to team up with Pepsi Man. And the second thing is that I like how like very explicit they were like, don't call them ghosts. I kind of wonder if someone in legal was like, there's like a series called Ghost Seer. And they're like, we will legitimately get sued if anyone ever says the word ghost. Okay, so one thing about this series is the writing is the most ham-handed shit I have ever seen. The title Phantom Seer doesn't refer to like a seer or a seer who is a phantom. It refers to somebody who can see phantoms. Yep. <laughs> a phantom seer. <laughs> I feel like the writer's next series is going to be about artists and he's going to call it drawers. <laughs> it's just about going through clothes. Yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, this is great art. Yeah. This has a decent idea, but it is held back so much by a writer that cannot write this idea in any really competent manner. This is the definition of when you're in a group project and nobody else does the work, so you have to carry the whole thing. That's the artist for this series. Everything good about this series comes from the artist, mostly. If someone told me that the artist did the writing as well, I would believe it just because you always see that there's typically like a quality drop in the writing when they have double duty. I totally agree. This would make sense if he was doing both. I mean, I'm glad he's not because, again, this, this series would have nothing going for it. Yeah, and then I was going to say that the series has already got some pretty big sexist vibes, like how you have this very, very blatant damsel in distress, and it's always got very sexualized poses, like their ass shots, the girl sits in a very provocative way after like the first fight. I noticed that too. Man, she sure is sitting in a way that shows off her thighs, isn't she? A way that no human would naturally sit. You know, like, this is not crisscross applesauce. This is, uh... This is, let me pose in a way so that you can see the exact size and dimensions of my ass. This is some fucking thirst trap sitting. Oh yeah, there are a few angles where the only reason you drew her in that angle was that you could shade under her breasts to show that they're large. That's the only reason. And every woman in this series has giant breasts. Quote unquote woman. The main character is a high school girl. They, of course, don't clarify. She might be 18, but I don't know. Another thing is this series really made me appreciate Mitama Security more. Obviously, this came out after Mitama Security, but I think this is the kind of story that Mitama Security was making fun of. Pretty much it's like Mitama if there was no heart to it or soul. Oh, oh. See, in Mitama Security, the main character is a girl who is surrounded by spirits. And through loving and accepting the spirits, she winds up becoming an incredibly powerful person who is way more powerful than the guy who supposedly showed up to protect her. I don't think that's going to happen here. I get much more of a vibe of what happened in Double Arts, actually, which is where you start out with this idea of the girl is kind of the primary main character, and then it immediately shifts to being like, no, we're really focusing on the guy here. He's the strong one, you know? I 100% really wish they'd flip the genders of the two characters. You know, having a male damsel in distress isn't unheard of, but it certainly takes away a lot of the problematic elements of it. And like the fact that she attracts danger. I don't remember if Tokyo Shinobi Squad had a lot of anti-female elements to it. It did. <laughs> so now we know it wasn't just the writer that was creating these anti-feminist elements to it. 
Tokyo Shinobi Squad had like a female sidekick who was an ex-supermodel in love with the main character and her superpower made her naked. You know, when you really spell it out like that, Tokyo Shinobi Squad was likewise not exactly the most feminist series we've ever read. You know what? Gosh darn it. I'm just gonna say it. That series is a little problematic. You don't say. One thing this writer does that the other writer definitely didn't is he gives the artists things to draw that are cool. Yeah, the monsters look really cool. This dude, he summons like a super powerful spirit and just looks like this really interesting demonic entity. I called him the Noid in my summary, but he actually does genuinely look pretty fucking cool. It is actually a sick drawing. And the demon that he's fighting is a giant evil mouth, and that looks pretty sick. Or like they're inside like a subway train and you just see eyes just staring out at them and that was a pretty cool shot. The composition and work in the series is actually quite good. It just, the writing is very much holding back the quality of the art that could be manifesting and I really, really hope that the artist just gets a shot to actually team up with a competent writer. That scene is an example of something that seems to happen a lot in this chapter, which is, oh, that looks cool. It's dumb as fuck, though. Yeah. Because Yori and his sister, do they name his sister? I don't think she gets a name yet. No. She reminds me a lot of Madam Web from the old Spider-Man cartoon. But yeah, Iori and his sister are talking to Riku and his sister is like, okay, well, why don't you go to the train? And then she waits until she's in the train for them to reveal to her that, oh, actually you attract spirits. Why did you wait till then? Did it have to be a dramatic reveal? You couldn't just tell her before then. It was just like, no, no, she'll have more of a breakdown if we wait. Let's make her have an emotional breakdown in the most dangerous part of this entire situation. The other thing is the way that the characters fucking talk about themselves and describe their own personalities. She's just like, hi, what's up? I'm a good person. And he's like, well, I'm a bad person and I don't like helping people. Well, I like helping people. He's like, oh, look at me. I'm going to complain about everything going on because I don't want to do this, but plot still needs to keep going. So I'm just going to be really, really annoying throughout the entire series. It is just like the most ham-fisted, inartistic stuff. Uh, it's it's <laughs> yeah. not well done. No, it's really not. But I feel like we might be going in circles just dunking on this series right now. So David, what do you think is going to happen next? What, what do you think this series is going to turn into from here? Unless they do like a 180, I kind of feel like they've played all their cards. What's probably going to happen is that they're going to keep being situations where she's going to attract something bad. The main character is going to defeat them. We'll probably meet some of her friends. There's probably going to be an arc where, oh, here's a friend that's introduced just to be a damsel in distress. And they either they save her and she kind of returns to normal or something happens to her and she becomes part of the gang and maybe it's like bleach where it awakens some ability in her friend that arbitrarily just oh what a coincidence the one friend affected somehow had this ability and then there's probably going to be some vaguely evil organization that works with the monsters or wants the monsters to keep attacking her or trying to take her ability because it's super powerful and it's the key to some MacGuffin to maybe unlock some super powerful demon that'll destroy the world or something stupid like that and maybe we'll get lucky and the girl will gain some sense of agency and they'll work together to fight but still ultimately she'll never be as effective as the male main character that's what i think will happen what i kind of think would be cool would happen is that the main character that doesn't want to do this loses his powers and she inherits his role and actually has to like fight monsters and shit but i don't think this series thinks of highly enough of women to actually give her a sense of agency like that two things first of all holy shit you're good at that you have a way better understanding of anime tropes than i do <laughs> Yeah, I 100% believe that every single one of those things is going to happen. <laughs> like... <laughs> For the record, listener, 
I intentionally will only read the first episode before the chibi episode. So if I am ever right, it is purely by me predicting how formulaic some of these terrible manga series can be. Yeah, full disclosure, I read the second chapter too out of curiosity, but I don't have any prediction better than that other than like, the reason why I don't think they're going to have the main character lose his powers or the main male character lose his powers and give to the female character or, or whatever is that that would undo this first chapter. Yeah. I agree. I wish that that kind of thing would happen, but that's basically us just saying that we don't like how the first chapter ended and how it's set up, you know? But it's almost like that is the case. That is the case. Absolutely. It is the case. The only other thing I would say is, do you think there's going to be something sinister with the sister or do you think that's just going to turn out to be fucking nothing? I think it's going to be nothing and they're going to play it straight that she's going to be good because she's already got like this very menacing. So I think they wouldn't double down on making her like menacing and evil. Yeah. One of the things that the writer of Tokyo Shinobi Squad did and that this writer, I get the sense is going to start doing too, is that sometimes writers think that a character is really cool and just really wants you to think that they're cool too and i have a sense that that's gonna happen with the sister where it's like no if we made her menacing or wrong in her beliefs then that would make her less cool so she's just gonna be right the whole time so that makes me excited though to see would you keep reading david i would give this series another five chapters because the art is great, and there is ever a sort of slim chance that the editors gave the writer some feedback after the first chapter, and he got his shit together, and maybe they actually play with some of the tropes that I'm anticipating. Because again, there's definitely ways that he could make this series unexpectedly interesting, but based on the first chapter, I don't know if he's a good enough writer to actually handle doing something not formulaic when he's already struggling with something formulaic. Absolutely, I totally agree. I mean, we make fun of this writer 100% justifiably so that he's not a very good writer, at least from what we've read. He is leagues better than the Tokyo Shinobi Squad writer, though. These characters, while they, I wouldn't say they have a ton of depth, they have some depth, which is so much more than Tokyo Shinobi Squad had. Oh yeah, I think this series is at least a 6 out of 10 compared to Tokyo Shinobi, which was like a 3 out of 10. Yeah. There is room for improvement here, and not only that, there is potential for improvement, at least at this point. Because, I mean, it's not uncommon for things to have bad first chapters and then just pick up quickly, right? That's not something that doesn't happen. Yeah. And then the art is good enough where if he even just keeps giving the artist excuses to draw really cool shit, I'm down to read it. I'm with you. I'll be really interested to see the contrast of what we thought of it now and where we predict it's going to go versus when we actually read the remaining 29 yeah. chapters. In my case, or 20 chapters in your case. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, last thing, we're going to do a segment where usually we do six word summaries, but since we're just doing one chapter, instead of a summary, we're just going to do a power word, which generally describes our thoughts on the first chapter. So David, what's your power word for the first chapter of Phantom Seer? Sitting. Sitting. Yes. Why is that? You'll have to read and find out. No. <laughs> I was just thinking about because we talked about how she just like sits in very forcibly ways and like how she is just so submissive. So I thought the word sitting just seemed like a good way to describe just the vibe I got from this first one. And also I, I wanted to try and think of the power word on the spot, kind of like how sometimes you do your six word summary during the recording. Let's just see how that goes. <laughs> Shut up. What's this passive aggressive bullshit? Oh, you know me. <laughs> No, I like that. That's interesting. I think that that's kind of poetic, actually, you know? You got some imagery in there. How about you, Jordan? My power word is redundant. 
like every time that one character tells another character something, it's like, I get it. I picked up on that. Thank you. Yeah. And also just the fact that this feels like a very redundant manga. I've seen this premise before. We literally read a manga that made fun of this premise and this manga hadn't even come out yet. It is literally recycling tropes that were already old enough to be made fun of. And so that's why I'm really excited to see how accurate my guess is about what happens in this series. You might be 100% right. That was so good. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I, I really try. This episode was sponsored by TV Tropes. TV Tropes and maybe the A board. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that that's a good way to sum up our thoughts on the first part of Phantom Seer. Why don't we move on to the second part of this? Oh, man, the Q&A. I want to just thank everyone who sent in their questions, either tweeted us, posted on Discord, or emailed us. Just as a disclaimer, that I'll say to everyone, if you email us or privately DM, we won't say where we got it from just because we want to respect your privacy. But if you've like tweeted at us publicly or wrote on the Discord, we'll say what your handle is just because we assume you're fine with that since you're posting it in a public place. Our first question is from Coltreg, aka Luke, who was on our Moriking episode. You should check him out. He's a fantastic guy and he posted in our Discord. What is one anime trope that the general media believes is real that you wish you could remove from the public consciousness? Well, first, Luke's a great guy. I was a little confused at first from this question because it's not asking about our feelings on anime tropes. He's, he's asking us, what is an aspect of the public's perception of anime that you believe is wrong and that you wish you could change their minds on? And it, it's a little tricky there because like, honestly, guys, I'm not the biggest defender of anime a lot of the time. When I hear someone trash anime, it's like, look, I love it. But man, a lot of those points make a lot of sense. My initial thought was like, well, I wish that people wouldn't think that anime sexualizes young girls, but anime, unfortunately, Unfortunately, sexualizes young girls, you know? Just like in Phantom Seer, the series we literally just read. I don't know how old that girl is. She might be anywhere from 16 to 18. So that's part of it. If there is one belief that the general populace holds about anime and manga, though, it's this idea that it's all the same. Yeah. Because anime is not really a genre. It's a style or even a medium might be a better way of saying it. Different anime are incredibly different from one another. A lot of these terrible tropes may be present in a ton of anime, but then you'll find something that just completely bucks it. Like Black Lagoon bucks a lot of anime tropes. Oh man, Black Lagoon is great. Season one of Black Lagoon is so fucking good. And then I watched season two and my initial thought was, oh no, their budget dropped. Yeah, <laughs> it's like what happened with uh, One Punch Man. So my answer to this is I really hate the stereotype that people think all anime is bad because all anime is atrocious. And I really think people need to understand how bad anime is. <laughs> that was a really insightful question. I appreciate that. I wish I had a better answer for that. It's a challenging one. And definitely, I think actually maybe we'll talk about that in-person finger quotes at book club where for those who don't know, Luke is super awesome. And he runs our Discord book club where every month we take an American comic book series intentionally so that we can read really what's happening in the Western world and just talk about it for an hour. It's on Wednesday from 8 to 9.30 Eastern on the first Wednesday of every month. And if you're interested, the next series we're going to be reading is Matt Fraction's run on Hawkeye, the first volume. So it's about 20 minutes of reading, which is what the Disney Plus series is going to be based on. I am psyched. I heard that series has sign language in it. That's cool as hell. I'm waiting to read it just so it's closer, so it's fresh, but I'll probably read the entire run when I actually get started on it. And then the next question is our first Twitter question from Like I Give Adam, who said, which manga did you expect the flame out quickly, but is still running slash had a respectable run? David, why don't you take this one? I think you are a little more knowledgeable in this. That's a hard one. I'm trying to think of a series that was kind of shitty, but is still going. 
because I haven't actually dropped a lot of series and the series I drop tends to actually get canceled pretty quickly. So I will say though, one series I was really into that really has had like a nosedive in quality is The Promised Neverland where both the manga and the anime just completely shit themselves about halfway through and just had a complete nose driving quality. The manga went from like a 9 out of 10 to like a 6 out of 10 and the anime went from like an 8 out of 10 to like a 4 out of 10. Like it was really, really, really bad. It's hard for me to think of otherwise a series. I can make fun of Black Clover. I actually haven't read Black Clover, so I don't really know how bad it is. So I would say the closest is a series that started really strong and just completely just shit the bed. Totally, because I mean, that's kind of the issue when I see a series that I'm like, this isn't going to last long. It's probably not a series I'm going to keep reading or pay attention to unless it was like really good for a little bit of time. Like for instance, I just mentioned it, Black Lagoon. (laughs) Man, that first season is just straight up one of the best seasons of any anime I've ever seen. That season fucking kicks ass. And then the second season, which the people making it seem to be 100% aware that there is a drop in quality because they didn't even just call it Black Lagoon. They added like a second subtitle to the end of it because even they knew, yeah, if we just call it the same thing, people are going to be pissed. It really was a shame. First season's so good. The next question is also from Twitter. It is from ChatSmash1 who wrote, the Akira live movie, will it actually happen? Should it happen? Oh man, okay, so they've been talking about this fucking Akira Live movie for like over 20 years at this point. First of all, the Akira Live movie already happened, it's called the music video for Stronger by Kanye West. (laughs) But in the sense of a full-length movie, I hope not. (laughs) It's impossible to say because there does seem to be an uptick in quick cash grabs by making things into live action movies. They've been making like a bunch of terrible ones. Ghost in the Shell. The Ghost in the Shell one, but they also made a really shitty Full Metal Alchemist one. Whenever you have a property that takes years and years and years and years of development, it's very rare that when that thing actually comes out, it's good. I'm thinking like Duke Nukem Forever. I'm thinking like Aliens Colonial Marines, Chinese Democracy by Guns N' Roses. You build up all these hopes for it, and then it just winds up not being that good anyway. Yeah. Who the fuck can say? Maybe in a year it'll be out and it'll be good, but I'm not going to hold my breath on it. There's no artistic reason that movie needs to exist when it's such a terrific anime adaption. I mean, the best modern Akira adaptation is Bart Kira, which is a redraw of the Akira manga, but with Simpsons characters. Yes. I believe I plugged that in one of our earlier episodes. It's such a great series. Next question is from BS on the Discord who asked, other than Chigechi, who is your favorite Joju character? Yeah, why don't you go, David? What's yours? That's a really good question. I really have to think about this because, you know, there's like ways to categorize Jojo because you got the Jojo, you got the Jofo, you got the Joe Bro, you got the Lady Joe who, you know, isn't really a question because we know Speedwagon is the best girl in Jojo. Mm, Yeah, I would agree. Why don't we break that down into JoJo, JoFo, and JoBro? Does that sound good? (laughs) You are overcomplicating the shit out of this question, David. (laughs) Yeah, Araki would be so proud. Jordan, what is your favorite actual JoJo? Well, my favorite JoJo protagonist is actually the guy I was going to say. It's Joseph. Oh, yeah. Yeah, fuck it. You're right. All right, question's done. Yeah, Joseph's the best character in all of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Because not only is he a blast to read, he stuck around for so long and had multiple different iterations of his character that are all fun in some way. I love him. The Iraqi said he actually survived being in part six. They said he's still hanging around. He's just dumber than he was. 
I have a headcanon that he was faking the entire time in part four. I did too. I legitimately think he faked it. I absolutely think he did. Because the whole way that part four is set up is that he basically has to meet his very young son that he had out of wedlock. And so he just shows up and pretends to be an old man suffering from dementia. But there's stuff he does throughout the series where you're just like, you seem to know a little bit more, don't you? Right? And it's also completely in character that he would fake that. Yeah, it's like the ending of uh, Transmetropolitan. Oh yeah, that was a good ending. Let me just ruin Transmetropolitan. No, no, don't, don't ruin, don't ruin that. That's actually a really good comic. No, like, just, just let it go. Fine. Everybody read Transmetropolitan, and then once you finish the, like, 100 issues, you'll be like, yeah, totally get what David is saying. Yes, I actually do want you to do that, because I love that series and I want you to read it. <laughs> Man, I need to reread Transmetropolitan. That was a great ending, though. See? David, why don't you reread that? Yeah, but I'm not spoiling it to myself. I already know what <laughs> happens in the end. Yeah, the story of Alan Moore turning into Hunter S. Thompson. That is something they should make a movie out of. I think Patrick Stewart said he would totally be down to be Spider-Jerusalem. Did he actually say that? Yeah, but he might be too old now. I actually wrote a paper in college about Transmetropolitan. Oh, hell yeah. About what aspect of it? I think it was about the fact that all the characters are just morally bad characters that think that they're morally good. Yeah, that's why it rules. Yeah, but anyway, I think we are unfortunately out of time. I really do appreciate everyone that has been sending us questions. We definitely have more. If we didn't talk about it today, don't stress it. We definitely have more Q&As coming up and we'll always prioritize questions in the order we receive them. So we'll try and get to them once we can. So I want to thank you, Coltreg. Like I give Adam, Chat Smash, and BS for sending in your questions today. Awesome. Well, thanks for listening again to this episode of Chibi Flop or Shonen Chibi Flop. Chibi Shonen Flop. What are we calling this? Chibi Flop? Or Shonen Flop Chibi, I think. Shonen Flop Chibi subtitle first impressions. Shonen Flop first impressions Chibi. Gotcha. Thanks for listening to Chibi colon Shonen Flop first impressions. Colon the movie. The movie colon the game. Yeah. Thanks for listening to our episode. Tune in next week. You can find us at Shonen Flopcast. That has a link to our Discord. Yeah, hit us up. Send us questions. We'd love to hear from you. Keep on listening. Keep on flopping, floppers.